Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Thursday, January 5th, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media. Okay, so happy Thursday. So uh, I was obviously just want to start and say our our thoughts and prayers are with Damar and his family and the whole Buffalo Bills team. I guess he's uh, doing better, so we've been just been praying about it. And uh, that's a scary thing to see, but I'm glad he's doing better. And just uh, it's been heavy on our hearts, and we've been thinking about him. Uh, going back to the game briefly, I uh, thought we did some good things. Kept the score down, but we need to start a little bit faster because I think we put our offense in a tough spot, you know, being on a bench, whatever that drive took, the first drive. Then he ended up scoring some points, but then um, got it rolling a little bit and kept some points off the board, did good situationally, got some things cleaned up, and uh, on to the New York Giants. What, what was there in that first drive you didn't like? Uh, I think, you know, I think I could have helped him out with some a couple bit better calls. Honestly, Ruben, and then, you know, it always comes down to execution, and I think we gave up an explosive. They had a couple third downs and then used the quarterback run game a little bit, which we, we held up, but, you know, when they got to gain a yard or two, it's tough with the, the, the multiplicity that they use that guy. So uh, I think the players executed at a, at a pretty good level. It's just we gave up a couple plays, and we just got to clean some things up and play a little cleaner. When you leave a game like that, Points look pretty good from your perspective, but do you view it differently given the way it kind of started the flow of that game? Yeah, you know, I mean, points is the ultimate thing, and I always, the, the main thing I'm concerned with is did we do enough on our side to help our team win or put our, you know, put ourselves in position to win the game? Um, I, I, you've heard me talk about it. I don't love when our offense is sitting on the bench for that long. You know, we got a very explosive offense and you want to see him on the field uh with saying that if, if you get out of it with a field goal there you feel a little bit better but it's always going to come down to us playing the right things and executing and trying to take the ball away and get our offense on the field cj um obviously played a lot in the slot with new orleans mainly played safety for you here how difficult would it be for him to play the slot in your scheme well how easy or difficult would that be for him to make that transition if he needed yeah, I mean, you know, Chauncey's a very versatile player. Like, we got a lot of those guys in that room are versatile pieces. And, you know, when we decide that who's ever up, we look at the game plan, we look at our people, we look at their people and decide what's best to try to defend the team that we're playing. So, um, you know, all those guys in that room, we use their versatility, as you see, when we get in different packages and different groups and how we deploy guys and uh, when Chauncey's getting ready to go, and if he's back out there, we'll we'll keep doing the same thing with him. How do you plan for the Giants when you don't really know who's going to be after, whether it's going to be Jones or Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, good Taylor question, Merrill. Yeah, we you know you look at it. We're we're preparing like they're playing everybody, and then you got to be able to adjust with who's out there, with who's playing. So. Um, it's, but ultimately, it's really, uh, that's what we always say in our room, it's really about us, uh, the execution and how we play. Um, and then knowing that with other guys that you're playing, who they have out there, what their skill sets are and what kind of calls we need to get to versus different people to try to defend them the best way. So 
Um, but our guys are focused on, you know, what we need to do as a defense to play good, clean football and gives ourselves a chance to win. Hey, you had mentioned before that, that sacks um, by themselves aren't a winning stat. Can you take us behind the, the why of that a little bit? Uh, <laughs> the, why, the why, I think, uh, you know, that there's two kind of winning stats out there that this organization hangs their hat on, the head coach. And I've talked about it because I'm in agreement with him how the game is played today. It's takeaways and explosive plays. Um, but knowing, you know, what you have to do as a defense to affect the game in a positive way, affecting the quarterback is up there. So in and, in and of itself is not a winning stat, but we want to hit and affect the quarterback. And sacks go into that. So... Um, our guys are doing a really good job with that, and we'll continue in known pass to win those downs. And sacks, as you know, if you just look at that stat, it's it's really all eleven. And I've I've talked about that. It's coordinated rushes. It's guys winning when they're one on ones. It's the back end doing the right thing. If you got seven, six, five in coverage, you know, so everyone's got to be coordinated. They got to stay connected and really do their jobs. And then you see the production come. We've seen Melton flash. Uh recently over the last month or so. Is he a candidate to maybe get some of the reps that uh, Sweaty normally would get on the edge? Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see who's up. And then, you know, we kind of – that's we always talk about pair and a spare and what guys can do what. And he's a very versatile player, just like as you talked about with CJ. And we'll use his, him accordingly to help us win. With what you said about sacks, though, you know, like how impressive would it be for you – yeah, I mean, you always you you want to see your guys do well and produce at a high level. And we have really good players, and I think it's a testament to the coaches that you know we're they're 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 our players are doing what they're coached to do, and then on top of that, they have great detail and great talent. So you're gonna you're gonna see those guys produce. Um, but ultimately, I'm concerned about winning the game. However, we need to do that. So that's always at the forefront of my mind. As a follow-up to Tim's question, the, the disparity is pretty clear from 31 in sacks last year to first this year. Is that a cause or an effect of the defensive improvement? I think both. You know what I mean? That's a good question, Zach. I mean, that's an area that we wanted to we wanted to affect the quarterback more. And if it comes with sacks, great. If it comes with you know, better coverage and making the quarterback hold it and reset, great. If it's better with disguises, you know, all those things that the the weapons that you have at your disposal as a defense to try to affect the quarterback, we wanted to improve all of that. And, and then I think it's just really a testament to the players of winning a lot of one-on-ones, you know, and staying connected and doing the right things and, you know, helping each other out. And we always say, you know, the whole phrase of, do your job so your buddy can have success doing his. That's that's uh, to, to me the sack numbers is a really a direct correlation of that because you see multiple times where guys are setting other guys up for sacks, which is awesome to see because that's why it's the you know the the the, the ultimate team game is football. Your goal is team goals, of course, but as an individual, do you think Hassan Reddick deserves consideration? As a defensive player of the year? Yeah, I don't know what his sack numbers are, 16. but he, 16, yeah, he's up there. I mean, he's one of the best players in the NFL. I would say that. And, you know, if I didn't drop him so much, he'd probably have 25. <laughs> Is that a shot at us? No, that's not a shot at you. That's, that's, that's a, a, a kudos in Hassan's hat to do whatever we need to do. 
he will do whatever we ask him to do to win the game. And uh, that's what you talk about. That's what you want out of your elite defenders is to be team first and put themselves second behind the team, and that's what he does. You, you mentioned DeMar. You guys went through your own scary situation with Josh. How, yeah. how difficult is it for you to refocus, and how, how impressed were you about the guys yeah, John, I mean, it, it, it's, it's hard. You know, there's obviously a human element. You see guys on the ground. Um, you know, we went through it with guys all this year, you know, whether, you know, Chauncey or Josh or whatever. And, and you're always, that's, the game kind of goes to the back of your mind at that moment, you know, because all you're really concerned there is the health of the player, you know. And, um, but then knowing that, you do once the game, once the whistle blows, you got a job to do as well. So you got to kind of compartmentalize that. And our staff does a great job here because I think within, you know, after that first drive, you know, Hunk came up to me and was like, Sweaty's okay. You know what I mean? And that, that kind of helped me a little bit, you know, but you got to refocus and you got a job to do and, and you got to do it. But, you know, you guys know, like, this isn't, uh, it's there's there's injuries happen in the game of football it's a violent contact sport and uh you know ultimately we appreciate those guys laying it on the line all the time with what they do I mean it's it's entertainment for the world but it's it's they're they're um they're sacrificing a lot and uh we appreciate that a couple more there's a player sentiment in the locker room yesterday that maybe the team or players were looking weren't as focused in as they needed to be on the task at hand in, in recent weeks, uh, that the energy uh, didn't match the Saints, at least uh, at least early on. Does that kind of match what you have seen? How do you make sense of it? Do you think it's just kind of like a you know, situational thing? And, and where do you think things stand? No, I mean, I, me personally, I think that's kind of a narrative out there that, that looks cool. Our guys had uh, great energy, great emotion, had a great week of prep, and we didn't do enough to win the game. So... We'll go back at it, and we'll try to, you know, do enough to win the game. What needs to be done to unlock Quinn post-injury here? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think he's going to go today, and um, hopefully he's healthy. I was joking about him. I say he should have some fresh legs and a new knee. But uh, he, uh, you know, I think he'll come in if he if he if he's ready to go. That that will get him in and up and playing. And that's kind of a head coach and doctor thing for us. But, uh, you know, excited to see him go out there and play. You know, that's why we, we acquired him. And that was a good, you know, by Howie, a good addition for us. And we know what he can do. And um, I think he's excited. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.